The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. The opinions expressed in Nerds on the Left do not necessarily reflect those of the B&E Podcast Network or any affiliated podcast. Enjoy the show. the blue and just be like nerds on the left bum, bum, bum. so th- you just started the podcast <laughs> i want you to know that damn yay yeah so um today on nerds on the we left we found the theme song <laughs> i'm your host rodney heron and sitting with me today what's up i'm mike y'all know me by now and with me today is my lovely wife mara your lovely wife lovely lovely beautiful and lovely yeah nice save there i know right I yeah, see. you you haven't heard it yet because it hasn't been released. Uh, but that's actually a callback from a previous episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're we're already starting with callbacks. Wow, I feel left out. Like you guys already have inside jokes. Well, actually, you should have been here. I, also, also, everyone's left out right now because mm-hmm. again, True. none of these episodes have come out yet. True. So we're actually going to be coming out this Tuesday, though. I don't know if Mike told you. Um, so Tuesday will be our anniversary from here on mike didn't tell me but i believe i saw it on facebook Ooh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah we've, we've been pretty strong on the facebook game oh, you know what the social I, I, media is strong with us it, it we're trying <laughs> we're fucking trying um but oh yeah we'll, we'll get the plug out of the way early mm-hmm. um if you want to be a part of nerds on the left uh you can always go to our facebook page facebook.com slash nerds on the left you can follow us at twitter uh at nerds on the left surprisingly um and eventually no promises, but I'm thinking we're going to have some video content there on the uh, the YouTube, as the kids call it. Mm-hmm. So, what's been going on this week? This is the first time Mara's been on the show, so um want to open it up to Mara. What's going on? Not much. Um, speaking of social media plugs, I actually made me think of, I just listened to Felicia Day's audiobook, um, You're Never Weird on the Internet, or I guess it's her memoirs, but... Um, Wait, we, it's her memoirs? Yeah. I, see, I haven't even heard about this. Isn't she like 30? She is, and she addresses that in the book, that she starts really young. But basically, she went one way in her career, and like that kind of came to a close, so she kind of wrote it reflecting on um, the Guild and stuff like that, and Geek and Sundry, and she was just kind of at a point. And it's not very long, you know? It's not like I, I was gonna say, a like, tome or anything. But I feel um, like this is a short story more than an idea. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it was good. It, it was like, I mean, I, I listened to a lot of books on audio. It was like six hours on audiobook. Um, but she actually talked about when they did Geek and Sundry, uh, not Geek and Sundry, sorry, the, the Guild. Guild. She just like sat at her computer and just like messaged everyone, like pushing for blogs and said she even left it running in the background on mute mm-hmm. while she was doing all this work. And she said, you know, she didn't like form letter copy people in blogs she was just like wrote everyone their own letter and like hey watch my show and you know. yeah individualized yeah. it for each person yeah i mean it, it's you gotta hustle sometimes mm. whenever you you have a, a small show like i mean i mean even that was bigger than this i mean this is just a podcast yeah. and, and but i mean they recorded it in their like garages and stuff like i mean it was totally just 
She. Um, yeah, they didn't pay their actors for like what the whole first season. Yeah, um, might have actually been the first two seasons, but she actually started. She was going to a support group, and she. Um, just women got together and they talked about what they were doing and she was just kind of like yeah I'm writing and everyone's like great but she actually wasn't she was playing wow and so she just kind of pushed herself to write it and then like people from that group got together with her and they're like yeah no this sounds great like I know a guy we can film this and just filmed it in their garage with like hoagie sandwiches as their craft you know services and so this Let's is a Felicia, yeah. this is the Felicia it, Day appreciation episode of Nerds on the Left. Okay, just subject material. Hey, just finished you know it. something to aspire to, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, like I've I've done some like twenty four forty eight hour film contests before. Mm-hmm. They are a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Like if you've never done it before, I, I definitely suggest you try it. Um, I mean, like I know um, Melissa's really big into Gishwiz, and you helped her with that this year, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's kind of the same rush you get. Like you've got all of this stuff you need to get done and you have a deadline that guarantees that even if you don't get to everything you want to do at the end, you're going to have some sort of product. Yeah. But we should probably explain a little bit about Gishwiz is, um, it's the greatest scavenger hunt the world has ever seen. Greatest international scavenger hunt the world has ever seen. Thank you for for the correction. I I always mess that up. I mean, what a weird Everyone else forgets about the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Politics is later, sweetheart. <laughs> America. Yeah. Um, it's very, very interesting. It's uh, You get a list of about, I think we had 170-something this year. This was actually my first year participating, so I went into this having no idea what to expect. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of just wacky stuff. Like, I had to have pineapple shoes and a pineapple hat. I found out that your pineapple is not a size eight and a half. It's actually much smaller. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, running and tape and pineapple don't go that well together. But, you know. So you, what else did you have to do? Um, well, I got lifted repeatedly by an MMA fighter with a mouthful of cheese whiz. Yeah, you had to do a um, M- MMA fighter or wrestler you know, promoting the nutritional advantages of Cheese Whiz. And there's stuff like how many re- records can you break? And that's you had to break actual vinyl records. And they're all kind of worded, you know, so cutesy. And what I liked about Gish Whiz is that a lot of the tasks were meant to spread happiness, joy, mm-hmm. and sometimes straight up charity. Well, it's basically its mission is to just kind of spread cheer and just kind of make the world a wackier place and just fun and happiness. And it takes, you know, they have a lot of several items will focus on doing charitable work, such as doing stuff at nursing home. Like this year we had, um, you had to, I think, play music to someone at a nursing home. I think they might have had to have Alzheimer's or some kind of, you know, um, but just kind of. That's got to be a weird conversation. Go up to a nurse and be like, which one of these people have Alzheimer's? I'm going to play music for them. I'm trying to make their life better, damn it. (laughs) What do you mean, patient privacy? Yeah, exactly. Um, But, you know, and it's we had to give out coffee at a bus stop in the morning, you know, so it's not necessarily, you know, just wacky stuff. It's also stuff to make other people's day brighter. And they actually this year um, had one item that, raised money on a GoFundMe for Syrian refugees. So they raised like 200000 for four different Syrian refugee families. That's absolutely the- amazing. Mm-hmm. They basically judge you on how well you did the task and how creative you got. Yeah. And then at the end of it, your team basically gets a score. 
Yeah. And the person who does the best, who gets the best score, um, gets to go on some kind of trip. Yeah. Misha Collins, the actor in Supernatural, he uh-huh. plays Castiel. He takes them on a trip. And this year's trip was to Iceland. And our team did not win that trip. But um, And then they also, there's like one person who can get referred and they take someone else too. So it's like 16 people go to Iceland with Misha Collins for being wacky and weird and nice for a week. That's awesome. I mean... It, I love hearing about programs like that. And I mean, I, I did help out a little bit with some of the editing, but just the fact that, that that's around is, yeah. is an awesome thing. Well, and Misha Collins does a fantastic job just kind of spreading it. And cause it's, you know, it's like 20 bucks to register, which, mm-hmm. but they even offer like scholarship registration for people who can't afford the 20 bucks to participate in this. So it's really very inclusive, very inclusive, very it's a very good program I, i'm looking forward to doing it next year yeah well i guess anything to get out of the house after this last week huh <laughs> yeah yeah get away from the smoke smell and so hey, don't so, look at me i was at work so <laughs> I, I know i know something happened so because mike mike said <laughs> mike texted me last week and was just like uh yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be late to, to record so what actually happened i lit my kitchen on fire a little bit like on purpose? Because don't do that. <laughs> Not on purpose. Um, they were. We live in an apartment, and you know, in an apartment, your bugs are your neighbor bugs and all that stuff. So, they were treating our apartment for pests, but it was like the deep treatment. So you had to pull everything out of your cabinets and everything off the countertop. It's one of those things that makes you realize you have way too much fucking stuff for yeah. a yeah. one room apartment. Like, <laughs> I yeah. need to have a garage sale like this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, no one needs five hundred things of Tupperware with no lid, but. Um, or, or the opposite, where you yeah. have just a lot of lids and you have no clue where the <laughs> well, Tupperware went. At least you can use went. those as frisbees. Or I have a throw round bowl, but only like. square lids. How does this happen? Yeah, and and you know what? I think a lot of them just end up in the trash. Mm-hmm. Like you leave food in them in the fridge for a little bit too long, and then you're just like, do like, I want this? Yep, this is a biology <laughs> experiment that went awry. It's not worth it to clean. Yeah, I feel like that's where all of our Tupperware goes. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Anyway, so by the time we got to the removing the stuff from the counters, we were out of room on our table and under our table and everywhere. So um, we were like, well, we'll just put it in the oven. Like, we just need space. And so, so we put um, the shell of our crock pot, the actual heating bit and plastic and all that, with that was stuffed with all of our pot holders and oven mitts into the oven like your fabric pot holders like fabric fabric and stuff and all the flammable like made out of cotton like the perfect for catching fire kindling stuff. is what yeah. you could call yeah. it yes so <laughs> we, we didn't think to put the non-flammable shit in the oven no 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 and so we normally don't store anything in our oven and uh my grandpa was having surgery so i was like oh i'm gonna make him food i'll do something nice and i was gonna make him some baked chicken fajita meat and i turned on the oven and i went to cutting up the chicken and i looked over and i was like why is there smoke coming out oh god the pot holders and oh by that god. point they were in flames so so are we talking to like a like a four alarm fire here like did it take up it your whole did kitchen set off four alarms because we have four <laughs> smoke alarms in the house and keep in mind this is at like one o'clock in the morning but um because I, I don't do things at normal time, i was gonna, I was gonna but... say you're cooking like dinner or lunch <laughs> yeah, for the next well, day yeah um yeah i just don't do things at regular time one o'clock was the good chicken cooking hour for me this and so your wife is weird sir <laughs> you know what she honestly a lot of this weird schedule is catered towards me because my bullshit work schedule uh, so she's really trying to do stuff nice for me 
Okay, well, the thing is, that is, makes sense. The thing is, I felt really bad. She texts me, and there's just char all around the oven and in the kitchen. For, my first thought is, oh, God, the stuff set on fire. And then my next thought is, oh, thank God, I wasn't the one that did this. <laughs> yeah. Like, that because sense of relief. Of, of course, it would have been the guy that did it, but not this time. Mm-hmm. Well, and see, I had been feeling like I was doing this whole adulting thing so well. I had, you know, we, we had cut way back on our eating out. I had been making food. And then I was like, all that budget. goes. Yeah. yeah. Lost budget. 15 pounds because of this. And I was like, all that goes down the hill when you set something on fire in your oven. Yeah, like, you lose all that goodwill. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, well, I'm done. Fuck. I'm just done with this adulting. So. so, So what did you do? I mean, like. I um So your I kitchen's on the, fire. Yeah, like it, it was it was a small fire. I would like to clear you know, it was it was a small fire, but I grabbed, you know, luckily our apartment complex has a fire extinguisher under well, the sink. I, luckily, um, I think they're required to, aren't they? Well oh, our last, our one, last didn't. one didn't. So oh. maybe maybe the price point we moved up into <laughs> that's that's what we're paying for. Moving on up. We got fire extinguishers <laughs> now. Um I did realize no one will come to your aid with four smoke alarms going at one o'clock in the morning. You are totally on your own. And um, I just put the did the fire extinguisher, which then combined it was um, a dry kind of sandy one, you know, where it just mm-hmm. uses um, whatever that stuff is to put it out. And then that mixed with the smoke, and it layered everything in my apartment with a nice layer of smoke and dust. And all of your stuff is sitting out on all the cabinets. All of my yep. stuff is sitting out, yes. All of the cabinets are open, yes. everything. So everything in your entire house has this everything. thin sheen of dust. Yes, everything has to be wiped down everything uh, just move mm. are you in a, are you in a lease right now we are we just signed a 13 month i just break so. it just break it just move <laughs> like i'm not cleaning this apartment the i think the unit next door to us is actually open we could just sneakily move into there yeah. like no yep. we've, yeah. we've lived we've been in this, here this one whole the whole time, time. Mm-hmm. like i don't know what you're talking about when you write the checks just you'd be like <laughs> rent for apartment to be on yeah. it and then they'll be just like oh when'd that happen like, well, we've oh. always been there what are you talking about yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's awesome. Like, yeah. I'm glad your house is fine, but that's yeah. a great story. Yeah. I, I really did feel like a sim, like, freaking out and just like, oh. Just ah, pissing ah, yourself ah, in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Just like, I gotta go to the bathroom right yeah. now. Oh. Well, I mean, switching gears, I mean, we, I guess we can get into what happened this last week, right? Uh, in the nerdy world. We had the Logan trailer drop. Um, did you guys both watch it? Yes. I hope yes, so, because we we're going to talk about it for a second. Logan is going to be the third movie in the Wolverine standalone movies, um, which is going to be what his eighth or ninth turn at playing the character. Suddenly, he's been in every he's been in all of them, hasn't he? I I think so. At least in some role. Yeah, I mean, like even the cameo that he had in, in First Class. Yeah, I mean that that counts. But uh, but yeah, he's been in every pretty much every X Men movie. And they're finally taking the shackles off of him with a rated R movie. It is rated R. I completely forgot about that because well, there's a red you, band for it. There's a red band trailer as well, and I don't know. Did you watch both of them? I think I just saw the green band. Uh, I saw all a clip from, I guess, the international version where he snicks somebody through the head. Yeah, yeah, that's a part of the red band trailer. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, like that's the best Wolverine death I've ever seen. And every single drop of blood you can have Deadpool to thank for. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely set a precedent for that. Um, I just like how we just use snicked as a verb. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, Everybody that's... knows snicked as Wolverine. Snicked. Yeah. I'm sorry, snicked. 
Yeah, and, and and you can use it. It's like it's like Smurf. You can, do, you can just be like, I snaked to the snake and picked up a bag of snake. Exactly. Well, I mean, what did you guys think about the trailer? I mean, we're we're talking all around it. Um, I I thought it looked good. I mean, I don't know much about the. Um, I believe it was Old Man Logan. Um, Have you ever, you've never read it? Never read Old Man Logan, but okay. just watching. I mean, it looks very good. You know, it looks like it won't disappoint. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed having Johnny Cash's Hurt as the theme in the trailer. Yes. It fit very well. I mean, it's it looks like an old Wolverine who has been through some shit. Yeah, and, I mean, he's definitely like this. Because, I mean, it's set in the future. And it looks like his healing factor is starting to slow down. Because he's actually scarred up all to hell. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about that Well, and just I feel second. like Hurt set a different tone for a superhero movie. Because a lot of superhero movies, you know, they're more on the lighthearted side. Whereas, you know, Hurt, to me, it's setting up for, like, this is going to punch you in the gut, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, it is I mean, going to really, be... Hit, go ahead. It's going to be the last... It, this is going to be the last time you see uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and it, Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Exactly. And yeah. that makes me sad. So the, both of those people are retiring from the X-Men franchise, and they've been a part of it f- since the beginning. So it seems like it's going to be a mashup. You, you mentioned Old Man Logan earlier, which it's definitely a, a source um, of inspiration for, for the Logan movie. But Old Man Logan is about a... a just go ahead and open it. I don't want to, like... Make noise no, while you're fine. talking. We're all gonna wait while you drink. Go no, on. I'll choke on Diet Coke. I've gone to the hospital before for that. This is true. <laughs> okay, so I wasn't gonna leave that in until you said that. I was gonna cut all that silence and us staring at you until you said that. Well, damn. Hang on. Now you gotta tell that story in the middle of our Logan discussion. So. Oh, I don't know if anyone else has this feeling whenever they drink sodas, but sometimes it'll like the the carbonation or whatever, it'll bubble and go down your throat like one big bubble or really hard. Judging by the looks, that's only me that's happened to. So basically you've swallowed air. Yeah, but it, it's pain. I mean, it's like swall like it's not sharp like swallowing a chip, but it's full like your whole throat is full i I think everyone has that experience but why (laughs) did you go to the hospital because um it uh there's a nerve that runs you know down your throat and it pushed on that nerve and caused me to black out and i was sitting on the edge of my i was sitting on the edge of my bed when i took this drink and um it went down wrong and then i woke up and i was on the ground and i had knocked my nightstand over and i had hit my head on something and this was right after um Liam Neeson's wife had died from hitting her head and not get checked out. And my mom was like, oh, God. And she called my aunt, who's a nurse. And she was like, oh, God, I'd take her. And so they took me to the hospital. And this I had is to, what I live with. I had to explain to everyone that I had Diet Coke. And, and now it made me, the internet knows. The internet knows. Well, maybe someone else will be spared the shame of having to go to the hospital because they choked on someone Diet Coke. Someone else would be able to stand up <laughs> and proclaim loudly. I, too, choked on a liquid. Yeah, exactly. God. I can't believe you were you a trailblazer. Out. I mean, I don't think it was very long. But... I don't care. <laughs> I've never passed out in my entire life. Like, oh. never. Okay. I, hang on. Disclaimer, real quick. Passed out 
except from drinking. <laughs> yeah. Like I've definitely done that before. I've I haven't done that. Oh okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, okay. Well, but that's a normal life experience. Yeah. Choking on diet coke and yeah. passing out and waking up on the floor. Yeah. That's not. So so that was the first time I passed out and had to go to the hospital, and the second time was when I passed out after having my wisdom teeth removed. So you pass out far more than normal, <laughs> I think. I haven't done it in years. Just those. There was a. a couple Why of would years you there. say that? <laughs> By yourself, I feel like you're raising, like the country's bar of like the average <laughs> amount of times you pass out. Just you by yourself. So, Logan. <laughs> Back to Logan, I guess. Um, so, Old Man Logan, and I feel like this movie is going to be a combination of Old Man Logan and the X twenty three storyline. Um, Mayor, I know you don't read comics a lot. Uh, X-23 is basically a lab-grown Wolverine clone um, who was raised to be an assassin. And they even... um, They mentally broke her, basically. And um, she was kind of like one of those women that you see... Is that who is in uh, Wolverine 2 or... Not Wolverine, X-Men 2. No, that's Deathstrike. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was actually talking to Melissa about this, and she she confused the two of them as well. No, this is actually someone completely new. So X-23, they broke her spirit, and they also, she turns feral um, whenever they use this certain trigger scent, is what they call it. Mm -hmm. So basically, they they let her smell the sugar scent, and she kills everyone. It's kind of like... Her red kryptonite? Or River in uh, Serenity, when they say the code word, and she flips her shit and starts beating everybody to death yeah she turns into just like a murder machine um and that's all she does and that's a big part of her story is her trying to get over what happened to her and mm-hmm. the torturous training that she went and also kind of when i saw the trailer it also it came me a vibe of the road yeah it, it, it definitely gives this vibe of kind of like the last of us yeah where it there's an older <laughs> an older flannel wearing hero who's jaded as all hell exactly yeah. and they they have this young ward that looks up to them and they have to protect in this dangerous world and the the world looks really dangerous it, yeah um it, it's very dystopian everything's like hot so i'm honestly i'm guessing i don't know i don't know if they've actually said how long it how long into the future this movie is but i'm guessing it's going to be like 20 to 50 years and which makes me wonder how professor x could still be alive you know somebody actually asked us that on our facebook page facebook.com slash nerds on the left and or maybe it was twitter uh, at nerds on the left on twitter um somebody asked me that today and i was just like what makes sense to me if i'm the most powerful um telekinetic telepath in the world but is he telekinetic though i thought he was just telepathic no, he's he's telekin. I what, what, don't think tele- so. What's telekinesis then? Lifting, That's moving stuff with your yeah, mind. He can do that. You sure? I thought he's only able to read people's mind and do the whole time slow thing. To the Google. Well, that brought everything to a screeching halt. Yeah, it really did because you ruined my theory. I, I can. That's sw- what I do. I could have swore he's used it to like like walk around before in a 
floppy legged way. I thought he just like had like an exosuit or something that he put on his legs. And okay, the first result from Google says, on the subject of Charles Xavier, depending on when you read the character, there have been times when he has exhibited telekinetic ability, but that has fluctuated depending on the writers, and for the most part, his telekinesis has been rarely demonstrated in modern comics. So, I'm going to go with it then. I feel like he's making blood pump through his body and keep himself alive. Yeah. And I feel like he's weaker because of that. It's constant effort. Yeah, it's kind of like Cable's... Uh, the techno-organic there virus There techno-organic yeah. virus and how it makes him weak because he's constantly keeping it at bay. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So I, guess I, I think that's why out. he looks so old and decrepit and weak. Like, other than he's probably like... Old and decrepit and weak. 15 years old or something like that. But yeah, X-23 seems to be like this little girl yeah. who's who recently escaped from that rigorous training that you saw in the comic books. Um, her name's Laura Kinney, and she's played by this this new actress, uh, Sienna Novikov. I've never seen her do anything before. Neither have I. We've had just a glut of really talented child actors and actresses mm-hmm. recently. I mean... Just yep. look at Stranger Things. So if she can have anything sort of towards that level, then you know I'm all in. Oh no, I, I'm already sold on it because I, I have enough faith in Fox in their casting. Because and I know you raise an eyebrow about trusting Fox, but they killed Firefly. I will never trust Fox. <laughs> I trust them in this regard because I saw the casting call that when actually went out. They asked for a young girl who could basically walk into a room and spread chaos in that room. That's literally what they asked for. Hmm. It's like, that's exactly what X-23 should be. Yeah. A feral attack animal um, whenever she's on the set. At first, at least. Which, if you watch the Green uh, Band trailer, because there is slightly different material in in each trailer, the Green Band one shows X-23 attacking Wolverine and him blocking her two claws, her very distinctive-looking claws, um, with his. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm excited to see her in action. Because, I mean, the little girl, I don't know if you remember, she, she's probably like 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. With Wolverine, with Hugh Jackman departing Wolverine, will she fill the Wolverine role in, you know, later X-Men movies? Or do you think they'll just forget that this exists and cast Wolverine, you know, five, ten years down the line? Well, I know you don't read Marvel as much, but um, X-23 did replace Wolverine after he died in right. 2014 in the comics. Um, she actually took up the mantle and she wears the yellow outfit that he, he normally wears um, with that real distinctive headpiece and mm-hmm. everything. So she is the new Wolverine. She is the all new Wolverine. Um, so that definitely happened in the comics. Really so just it screws with me because there's also an old man Logan now walking around. So it's just, yeah, yeah. Know. There's some alternate reality stuff that but we're not going to get what? into comics. Yeah. And honestly, old man Wolverine, I almost like him more than Wolverine. <laughs> So, what do you make of the fact that we didn't see a lot of other X-Men, mutants, whatever, in these trailers? Because, you know, I think looking back at the X-Men Apocalypse trailer, it was like, X-Men, different X-Men, you know, you saw all these different X-Men and their different powers. And, I mean, from what I, you know, I could see as a not huge comic book person that it was Wolverine and this new person in Professor X. Two things. Um... The first one, I think it's early. I think this is the first trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, there will probably be more cameos and more trailers. Um, and the second thing, I think that there is going to be, there's a hint 
of something in this trailer. I, I don't know anything. This is completely me guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just based on the fact that they own the character and he loves playing the character, I think that character that you see with the, the completely covered face uh, for just half a second in the first trailer, I think that's Deadpool. You think so? I thought it was... Um... Because think about it. Deadpool can't really die either. He's got a healing factor that won't quit. The one that was like start completely white. Start completely white. Had the white bandana look. With the goggles. Like you couldn't see any part of the face. No, a different person. No, it was completely covered. No, I know Caliban's going to be in it. Caliban is in it. And do you know who plays Caliban? Stephen Merchant. One of my favorite voice actors of all time, Stephen Merchant. He was uh, the voice of Wheatley. I am excited to see Stephen Merchant in it. Um, he looks awesome. That little mock-up that we've seen of Caliban. Now, oh, I am unfamiliar with Caliban. Do you want to expand a little bit on the character, if you know? Uh, I know a little bit. I know, I know he, he began as a Morlock. Yeah, he, he began as a Morlock. And, and... a Morlock is a uh, mutant that lived in the sewers because most of them were didn't look human, so they were ostracized and you know attacked and persecuted, so they moved underground. That's yeah, that's pretty that's pretty damn close. He finds mutants. Like that's his power. He's mm-hmm. basically like a living uh, cerebro. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Now, do you think that you said you thought that the guy that no one saw was Deadpool? I heard rumors that Leif Schreiber was going to come back as Sabretooth. I mean, that's it's very possible. Another person is basically you can throw out any person with a healing factor and it's a maybe. Yeah, kind of. But I just feel like since he was such a mm, a huge success for And Fox, the fact that he was pushing so hard for Hugh Jackman to be in the sequel. Yeah, and, 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 he, and this is a character that he loves playing. Ryan Reynolds I mean, he, loves playing. He was the driving force behind getting the Deadpool made. I'll be kind of sad if there's not a Hugh Jackman cameo in Deadpool 2. I, mean, I don't think there will be. be. I, I, I don't know. What if he just comes in as Hugh Jackman? Okay, so I'd be totally okay with that. The actor, yeah, they do some like, yeah, yeah, I like that. Or they can they could be Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine in Deadpool. Yeah, exactly. He crashes the set or something. Just completely meta. Hang on, yeah, exactly. He crashes the set of of Wolverine Origins (laughs) Two. Yeah, Yeah. that would be amazing. We'll call the people in Fox. Get them on. Yeah. Yeah, just sees the Deadpool mm-hmm. mock-up without the with the mask, just stabs him right in the chest. <laughs> that would be that would be amazing. And how how absurd they could go with it just right. makes me so happy. And hopefully, the success of Deadpool would give them the creative control to do that. Yeah, for real. I mean, it's already kind of made waves throughout comic books because I mean, without Deadpool, you wouldn't have an R-rated Wolverine. And let's face it. We've all been looking forward to seeing Wolverine really berserker rage. Yeah, and I hope they take advantage of that R rating and make it worth it. Yeah. You know, because it's taken a long time to get here. If this movie doesn't do as well as it should, which it will do well. I mean, it it will definitely do well at the box office. I mean, but then Batman versus Superman had a good first weekend, too. So, yeah, that is the other side of it. Now, I was watching the trailer, and I actually didn't recognize someone at all. Like... The man with a robotic hand, the cybernetic hand. Yeah, I thought for a second that was supposed to be Cable, but 
It's not. No, 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 no. That's not Cable for sure. But I thought the actor was uh, the same actor for the from Harry Potter, Draco, Draco Malfoy. Um, Tom Felton? Yeah, I actually... Tom, see, I knew you'd know it because <laughs> you're like a hardcore Potter fan. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was him for half a mm-hmm. second, and then I had to go to IMDb, and it's a, uh, a guy named uh, Boyd Holbrook. Um, who He's one of the cops from Narcos, which is a great Netflix show. Um, but he plays a character called Donald Pierce. Donald Pierce is the leader of a group of uh, cybernetic thieves and mercenaries called the Reavers. I have one thing to say about the um, Logan, kind of what we were talking to about earlier about how this is probably going to like punch you in the gut. Just the imagery from the end, and I think some of the poster of you know the Wolverine hand holding the small child hand, mm-hmm. it reminds me a lot of some of the posters for Schindler's List. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, if it's pretty close, isn't it? Yeah, because you know it's the same thing of grown-up hand holding a child's hand, and so I don't know if they're just trying to say like you're going to cry in this or. Oh, I'm calling it right now. Wolverine's going to die. Oh. I'm thinking the same, and he's gonna he's gonna die in sacrifice for X twenty three. And I'm betting Professor X dies. Well, actually, you see in the trailer um, a bald character. I'm assuming is Professor X, and there's that bright light in front of him, and yeah. he, he looks like he's like a Messiah figure. Mm-hmm. So um, who knows? I mean, maybe Professor X sacrifices himself, and then Wolverine understands that now I have to sacrifice myself. And that's what pushes him over the edge to be able to do it. I mean, who knows? I mean, we're, we're speculating here. I mean, it's one trailer. So. Exactly. It's, it's one trailer and it's the first trailer. So, but it's doing its job. We're already, you know, wildly speculating. And, we're already intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, Speaking watch of hype, did you watch the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 teaser? Oh, you're so good. Holy shit, dude. So good. I'm surprised you didn't hear my wife. So I was watching it and I was like, hell yeah, this looks awesome. I'm going to be there. And then it ends and it says the date and then the rocket and the baby Groot. And I was just like, ah, (laughs) yes. Ear splitting happiness. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you see a few different things. I mean, it's got, it's, it's kind of patent humor. Um, Yeah. I mean, you, you see Drax with his little, Pep talk to yeah. Star Lord. Was like, do you need a hug? <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm good. I said no, I don't need a hug. And you just see Drax just yeah. like You're welcome. Oh, I thought I said no. Him. Just envelops him. Yeah, and Chris Pratt I don't think is a very small guy. Like but Dave Batista is a monster. Yeah, well, is... I mean, please go on. You're the wrestling fan, so tell me. Yeah, he I mean he is about six foot four, pushing almost three hundred pounds of just solid muscle. He looks built like a brick house and he makes damn near anybody look small he you put him next to the rock and the rock looks small that's how big this man is it's so funny because what you you're in awe of this guy who's six three and 300 pounds and i'm just like hey what's up (laughs) what's going on over there (laughs) i hear you're looking for role models Maybe you can do a couple of sit-ups and we'll talk. <laughs> I can do one, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe a pull-up, because Jesus. Are you talking about, like, the underwear for kids? No, I'm talking about <laughs> grabbing a pole and pulling No. It. Yeah. You know what? That's actually my... That's one of my dreams, is to be able to do one pull-up. <laughs> like, I totally... I, I, we're done with Logan, by the way. We're, <laughs> we're into some other territory now. Back when I was a kid, I don't even know if they do this kind of stuff anymore, but they used to do fitness tests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of them was to see how many pull-ups you could do. 
and there was this outside like single bar that you that they made all the kids stand in line behind and one by one with everyone in your class watching <laughs> you had to do pull-ups and then whenever you actually started doing them if you couldn't do one and you had to try you had to try and fail according to their fucking rubric or whatever they were using to grade you and then after that you they timed how long you could just hang there <laughs> it's like what did that tell anyone what metrics did they learn from doing that it told the rest of the class who the fatties were yeah, exactly it's like this is the person we will know. bully like, like they didn't already know but now as an adult like i dream sometimes and like literally it's like i'm hanging out somewhere and there's a bar above my head just just hanging out talking and i just grab out of the bar and i'm just like hey what's up guys and just doing just doing pull-ups while i'm having a conversation or do the whole uh steven amell green arrow jacob's ladder thing oh i couldn't do that but not we lost mary can i do that and meanwhile mara is off in her little dream world of steven amell i'm sorry did you say something Baby Groot. It's what the internet exploded Baby about. Groot. Baby I'm Groot. I'm so freaking excited about Baby Groot. I think he's going to steal the movie. I think. Again. Yes. So, actually, my question is this. Do you think that through some creative writing, they're going to make him grow up to be an adult in this film? Like, have a, like, growing Groot montage? Well, I mean, yeah, like, have... he's going to fall into, like, a bucket of miracle Grow, and then just, like... Well, Vin Diesel slated to voice him, so I'm assuming, unless they're going to... I mean, obviously they could, you know, edit his voice to pitch it higher. Yeah. But I'm assuming that, at least towards the end, he's going to be, if not full-grown Groot, teenage Groot. That would be interesting, teenage Groot. But, I mean, like, he's a plant. Like, all he really needs is nutrients, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously we don't really know anything yeah. about Groot or his species, but... he's he. I mean, with his um, extra appendages and stuff that he was able mm -hmm. to grow in the last one, he was able to grow them pretty fast. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know how that translates to his core being, but. Well, I really don't see them taking the movie and growing him up slowly. That would yeah. be too much work CGI-wise. But I wonder if he could just, like, in each scene, he's just, like, a little bit bigger. And just, like, he's just, like, growing as the film progresses. See, I don't think they would do that simply because it's a cost thing. Now, what I do think they'll do is, in, in some kind of moment, they'll lose Groot or something like that. Again, complete speculation. I'm completely trumping it. I think he's going to fall into something or somehow be changed so that he can grow up very mm -hmm. quickly and then come to the rescue of everyone else, including uh, Rocket Raccoon. Oh, he's definitely going to be you know saving the day again, I think. So I didn't realize, I'm just looking at the um, Guardians 2, the poster where they're all kind of, you know, the mm -hmm. one you were referencing. The first time I saw it, I did not see Baby Groot standing by Star-Lord's boot. Yeah. And now I love it even more. Guardians of the Galaxy is going to air May 5th. We're all going to be super excited about that. I know my wife's going to be first in line for Baby Groot. Baby Groot. <laughs> and I'll be hearing that um, for the next half a year. So, yay. Yeah. As long as she doesn't, like, make it sexual. Like, no. she just changes What's your... What's wrong your... with you? Oh, uh, there's a lot wrong with me. <laughs> She's like, hey, Baby Groot. And this like, is... were you talking to my penis right then? Because <laughs> you're making it grow. Yeah. No. Oh. You're in a zombie apocalypse. You have one weapon, and it's not a gun. What is it? Like a scythe. A car. Grenades. Like a flare gun, maybe. Piranhas. <laughs>
<laughs> bat. A bat? Baseball bat. Hands down. Machete. It's obviously a lobo. <sighs> uh, loppers? Slingshot. <gasps> yeah. Like a ground-mounted slingshot that shoots bricks. Catch the seven deadly questions on The Basement on a Hill. Hear all new episodes every Tuesday. The Basement on a Hill. Horror and comedy for people who hate horror comedies. So there's been a bit of controversy for the last couple weeks about the new... um, Invincible Iron Man number one, and I'm really glad that Mara's here so that we can get like a, a a different perspective, someone who's not deep in the comic world. Right. So here is the cover. Okay. Does anything strike you as being wrong with that? Um, wrong. Yeah, I mean, does does anything? I mean, do you Offensive. see any social problems with this? I mean, we have a young black female who's got kind of like a outstretched hand like a sassy attitude um and it looks like she's wearing some sort of leggings and like a top that's kind of reminiscent of iron man not really i mean i guess if you're looking for something maybe something in like her kind of sassy pose and her face kind of like but just me looking at i don't see anything you know how old would you say she is I would say she's maybe late teens, like 18 to um, mid-20s. Younger. She's actually younger. Younger. 16. Younger. 13? 15. This is a 15-year-old character. Okay. I don't see a 15-year-old there. I see someone who's like 24 to 26, honestly. Someone who is in touch with their sexuality. Yeah. I agree. And the entire internet is up in arms yeah. about this variant cover for Invincible Iron Man number one. Also, in this, a lot of people are angry because this cover severely lightens her skin from the original. You know what? I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Because I've only, I've only seen outrage uh, about her being depicted as so sexualized. Because, I mean, if you notice, she's a 15-year-old girl. And a lot of people are trying to defend this, saying, go into uh, junior highs and see how the girls are dressing. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is an artist depiction. Yeah. You know? Like, a male artist depiction. Adult yeah. male. Yeah. And, and the it, pants are just so low in the exactly. front. Exactly. That's what bothers me. Yeah. No, no human has a foot and a half of torso. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, we are basically seeing, like, upper pubic area. Yeah. Well, Which is and... fine if this is like the cover of, you know, heavy metal or something like that and it's adults. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's what if that was a 24 to 26 year old woman, mm-hmm. I that's why I, I thought it was because she looks just so much older than 15 there. And also that that V that's kind of happening, you know, where her legs yeah, and the, I mean, the pelvic that's a very v. highly sexualized, very. you know, I mean, it's sexualized on men, it's mm-hmm. sexualized on women, you know, so for that to be showing as much as it is. I'm pulling this up on my phone. This is on the right, the traditional cover, and this is the the one on the left and the one that you see on Rodney's monitor is the variant. 
See, I, I like the original one because one, she, I would buy that that's a 15 year old. I mean, I still think she's kind of older looking than mm -hmm. 15 in that, but I would believe that that was 15, but also just, I mean, her, you know, her Northern pelvic area is not shown as much her, the, the V in the abdomen and also her boobs aren't as sexualized. Her boobs aren't as big, you know, well, and, and go ahead, you know, and I just, when I saw the cover, you know, that we've been discussing, the one where she looks way old, older, you know, I don't, I don't know this storyline. I don't know what's going on, but just based on what I know about Iron Man from the movies and this, I was expecting like a mid 20s successful woman, you know, taking over the mantle for Tony Stark. Like that's what I would have expected seeing this. You're almost right on the money, except yeah. it's a 15 year old. Yeah. But see... I would not buy that that's a 15-year-old yeah. in that cover. A lot of people didn't, and that's why Marvel decided to cave to pressure and not put this out. Yeah. This is this this cover is no longer coming out. Now. And I think people are going to get pissed off and, you know, say, it's too PC. It's, it's a sexualization of a 15-year-old girl. It's uh, just I, weird. I agree. Um, and honestly, looking at the side-by-side, uh, -side, I... It is really a stark contrast between the skin colors as well. Yeah, I, I just I haven't heard as much anger about that. Well, the sexualization of a child sometimes yeah, trumps that. casual racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely understand that. So, um, but yeah, I I just I, I wanted to get a female perspective on that, mm -hmm. so that because sometimes as a man I have to gauge myself. Yeah. A little bit. You know, because my, my life experiences are so much different mm -hmm. well, even, than a woman's. Even the tilt in the variant is very sexualized. She has a, a hip tilt in the original cover, too, but it looks like it's because she's hefting the Iron Man helmet mm -hmm. and it's heavy. Well, in this one, the Iron Man helmet, it's almost, you know, it's almost hidden, whereas in the, the one before, the one that you showed on your phone, it was a lot more prominent, that yeah. this is part of the story, whereas it's almost a forgotten element behind her boobs and her, you know, six-pack and or Yeah, it's definitely an awkward pose. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely sexualized, over-sexualized. Um, and then that pose that they put her in, she, she looks like she's trying to stiff-arm someone as she runs the Iron Man helmet in yeah. Yeah. for well, a touchdown. Even her face. I mean, her face has a lot of... Like the glossy lips. Glossy lips. The and just fuck even, me eyes. Come yeah. On. Well, and just the, you know, the sass happening in it. Whereas, you know, in the other one, it was much more neutral, you know. Well, I don't have pictures of her pulled up, but... it. it I've seen some pictures of her actually in the issue. Looks nothing at all like the comic. No. Yeah. See, but in this one, the one you're showing, like... This person looks like the older, like... Looks like this person's sassy older sister. Really. I was just about to say the exact same thing. It looks like the sassy older sister who's off in college. I wouldn't even say older... I'd say aunt. Like, looking at the two of them side by side. Oh, really? The, the, with the original, yeah, because it looks just so much older. Like, I I don't even think those two are related. in Or not, not like sisters, you know, like aunt or more distant cousin. Like, they don't even look like the same character to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just think it's, it's, it's another example of people in the media sexualizing youth. You know, I mean, it gets younger and younger. And uh, when does it stop? Yeah. 
I feel like this issue is, is one that's not going to go away anytime soon. It's going to keep coming up. I mean, yeah. something similar just happened with Frank Cho's overly sexualized uh, pictures and I think uh, covers. And I think we talked about that last time on the, on the podcast. We might have touched on it, yeah. But there was a, a, an artist uh, in the late 80s who always portrayed Robin with like ripped older man abs. Yeah. Even though he was supposed to be a younger kid. I mean, what, he wasn't even a teenager yet, was he? No, a, a lot of times. I mean, I think the youngest Robin was like nine. I mean, yeah, it I wasn't mean, Damian Wayne like he, that young? I don't think he was even, he might have been 10. That's about the oldest. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, everybody else. Feel I free mean, to correct us in the comments. Oh, yeah. Anytime we get anything wrong, we, we want you to tell us. Um, and, and you'll be very busy in the next coming weeks. We're just throwing our nerd cred completely out of the window. No, 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 no. Let's talk about that for a second. Because I think in politics and in fandom, it's okay to say I don't know. You know, there's tons of stuff that come up every day where I don't know the answer. Like, I never read that. I never experienced that. I've never researched that in politics. I mean, we all have things that we don't have the capacity of knowledge that we would like yeah well and it's just nowadays i mean you you know with the 24-hour news cycle and all that there's so much news to consume and particularly Mm -hmm. in politics these days there's just so much and it's exhausting i mean to keep up with everything that he said or everything that she said and everything and their position on it and it's just it's it's getting to the point where it's like to you know, you'll be discussing something with someone. It's almost better to stay out of it because it's like, well, what if they bring up something I don't have the knowledge of instead of being like, well, I haven't heard that. Let me go look it up, you Mm -hmm. know? But that's the thing. It's easier to say, I don't know, when you're talking to a bunch of people face-to-face. Saying I don't know on the internet is just leaving yourself open to get just blasted. Yeah, anonymity equals douchebaggery. Yeah. Yeah. So... And that's one thing that I'm sure you're the same way. We're going to strive to keep away from that sort of thing in this space. I, I'm going to try really hard, um, especially our Facebook page. Yes. Uh, previously, I, I had a full website for a previous podcast that I was on, and it was awesome, and I loved the experience. At the same time, ton of work. So for now, at least, I'm just going to have our Facebook page so that it's as easy as possible for listeners and fans and just people who are interested in anything nerdy or political to, to post things on our wall and be interactive with the podcast. I'm just going to throw it out there. We're called nerds on the left. We're obviously going to have a left slant, but that doesn't mean that we're completely anti-right, right? No, we're not going to be dismissive of anyone's views. No, we, we value the conversation. Mm-hmm. As long so. as we keep it civil, Everybody's welcome. I think that's a, a great rule for our Facebook page and Twitter. Well, and I feel like that's something that's disappearing from the modern, you know, political landscape is the ability to converse with people of a different opinion of you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's gotten to the point where it's like, oh, you're on the other side of me. I have to shut down what you're saying. I can't hear what you're saying. And I think it's really it's really harmful, particularly evident in this election cycle. <laughs> Hey, this is Craig Wade and Brian Allen Delaney from B-Movies and Ebooks, a podcast about cult and horror films and genre fiction. You can catch new episodes on iTunes and Stitcher every Wednesday. B-Movies and Ebooks. We bleed fiction.
And that harkens back into something I said, I guess, on the last episode. This country, I don't know about the world in general, but this country in particular has an empathy. We just, for whatever reason, it be it the 24-hour news cycle and just this polarization of our ideals, we can't for the life of us put ourselves in somebody else's shoes. And I think that is a big, a big factor in what is dividing us today. Yeah, and I mean, there's definitely a big divide. I mean, you saw it at the the third uh, presidential debate that just happened. Um, you saw it again, uh, just what? Not even 24 hours later um, Al at, Smith the, dinner. at the Al Smith charity dinner, which was supposed to be fun. Yeah, for God's I mean, this sake. is this is seeing both of your candidates in a kind of more relaxed, leisurely setting after the debates, which are just stress in prime time on TV. And, and this was supposed to be more of a relaxed setting, and it was still kind of controversial. And here's where I'm going to possibly portray myself as a hypocrite. While I'm not going to say a bad word about Trump supporters, I am going to unload on Trump any <laughs> chance I get. See, this is – he is – I talked about it in, I think, the very first issue er, episode. I, I think I talked about it in the very first episode. Trump is so offensive – his presence is so offensive. The fact that he got as far as he is and said the things that he said and done the things that he has done and alluded to doing the things that he has said. And I am totally okay with unloading him, uh, unloading on him in a personal manner because Paul Ryan may think differently than me, but he's a decent person and mm-hmm. he's qualified to be where he is mm-hmm. as Speaker of the House. Even though he's a Republican and has very different views than me, I know that he's qualified to do his job. I do not believe that of Trump, and he's making an ass out of himself and out of our country. the country. Well, and I think, you know, it's different, you know, unloading on a person who just supports Trump. I mean, they're faced with an option, Trump, Hillary, um, Gary Johnson, Jill Stein, and they have to pick one of those people to support, like, you forgot a few there. Oh, I'm Vermin sure. Supreme. <laughs> I'm do, sure I you forgot. Do have, you do have Those some other options. Those are the top options. four. Those are the top four and, in the polls recently. And if you don't so. know who Vermin Supreme is, please go Google him. The guy with the boot on his head. Yes, yes he is yes. the guy with the boot on his head. <laughs> um, you know, it's one thing for a person who, you know, they're faced with options to support versus the person who's running. They That person, they have opened themselves up for us to determine whether or not they are capable of being president or capable of being speaker of the house that's what a campaign is it's not just us uh okaying someone while they talk at us yeah it's we are vetting you yeah like the media is vetting you we're looking through your past i mean if we could look through more of trump's past via his taxes that would be Mm -hmm. amazing yeah but i don't think that's gonna happen at all just throwing that out there not a chance um uh, hell will literally freeze over before we see anything monetarily financial records come out of that man. Because there's no way in hell WikiLeaks is going to get that. Oh no, no. Trump Trump financials are, are uh, on a secret server that even anonymous can't get into. <laughs> hint hint anonymous. But no, I totally get that, and I, I try very hard not to judge Trump supporters on their choice. Mm-hmm. Um. But to me, he is such an outrageous choice that it's hard for me to see past that. Well, and I think I think his outrageousness begets outrageousness in turn. You know, it's it's just it's this 
slippery slope i hate to say slippery slope but you know yeah essentially it's just his rhetoric reaches a new level so therefore the people who are against him their rhetoric reaches a new level and speaking of his rhetoric let's actually dove in a little bit to the debate some of the crazy things he said because i know the headline is i might not concede the election but you know what if he doesn't concede that just makes him look like an ass that doesn't mean anything let's talk about what he said he would do if he won he basically said he would appoint judges that would overturn Roe v. Wade, which would effectively eliminate a woman's right to choose. Yes. Which I thought this was settled before I was born. I don't know why this is a thing. And it blows my mind that a, that a candidate in this day and age could say that and people would support it. Other than, I mean, the religious right I get, you know. But he is still polling at... I think 40%, something around there. So almost half the country is still voting for him after saying something just... Well, see, it's not just, you know, it's not just that the overturning of Roe v. Wade would eliminate the woman's right to choose. It would certainly lead it down that path, but what he said he wanted was it to go back to the states. And what's scary about that is there are a lot of states who have tried to pass so-called personhood laws. We're living in one. Yeah, who that would determine a egg that has been fertilized to be a person. And what's dangerous with that is that not only eliminates abortions, but that also eliminates certain forms of birth control. You know, and it it's just scary that that's where we're at. And it's like, okay, well, if you don't want abortion, well, then why would you make it harder to get birth control that would prevent the abortion? Yeah, and then even even before that, why can't we teach people in high school when most people start to become sexual what safe sex is, how easy it is to prevent oh, spreading yeah. of disease think, and pregnancy? I think that needs. I also think they need to have a course like that that also covers consent. What is consent? What isn't consent? Uh, what I, I feel like it could be rolled in. But it could be rolled in. Yeah, I'm not saying it needs to be the, the own, but have a have a chapter on it, a unit. <laughs> good, good, but, good. but you know, because I think that's a lot of questions. You know, people saying, "Oh, well, she was drunk or so," but yeah. That's not consent, you mm-hmm. know. And I, I think you, I think we could even throw in an ethics test. Yeah. And give them scenarios. Yeah. I mean, like, when is it good? When is it okay? Can we have our presidential candidates take this ethics test? Because I think one of them might fail. Very good. Very good, sir. Uh, yeah. Trump uh, is a little squeezy with the ladies. Which, you know, I, I, I got to say, like, as a kid... And I'm going to sound like a hypocrite now Now that I am who I am. But when I was much younger, I kind of feel like Trump's words were something I could have said. You know, when I'm trying to show off in front of someone new, especially guy friends behind the scenes. I almost understand it until you get to the fact where he condones actually sexually assaulting someone. Yeah. You know, like we well, all brag. Get- we all brag and we all exaggerate. But there's a line where you don't go past. Well, the problem with the Trump tapes that, you know, in particular, that highlighting an example, there's plenty out there, but is... Yeah, you almost have to clarify which yeah, tapes you're talking about now. When the, the 2005 Access Hollywood tape. Mm-hmm. When he's talking about, they're looking at the actress through the bus window and like, oh, you got a good one. Look at her legs, all that. Like, yeah, I'm not thrilled about hearing that from a presidential candidate, mm-hmm. but hey, like that, I get it. That's guy talk. That's locker room talk. You want to say she's got a nice butt. You want to say she's got that. 
I get that. I've said stuff like that about men. However, what I haven't said is I would go up and grab a man's genitals without his permission. That's where the problem comes. And I don't feel like that's always clear to people I've heard defending it and defending Trump and saying, oh, all guys talk like that. Mm -hmm. You know, and even his comments about the married woman, like going after her. I think it shows bad judgment on his part. I think it shows some character issues, but there's nothing inertly wrong with what he said about that. He's perfectly free to pursue a married woman, you know, so long as he doesn't, when she rejects him, he doesn't continue. He doesn't continue to harass her, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, once, once you're shot down, you're down. Yeah. You know, there, there's no, well, let me talk to you for maybe a bit. Yeah. You know, like there shouldn't be anything like that. And then, so it's like, you know, it start off and they're talking about the married woman. And it's like, well, this, I don't think it reflects well on Trump as a person. Then they go to talking about the actress, you know, how hot she, her legs, you know, mm-hmm. good legs, got that, all that. And then they says what he says about grabbing her, you know, or grabbing a woman's genitals, you know. You and say pussy, it's cool. <laughs> pussy. Or, or um, just kissing them. Yeah. Just I mean, kissing. Them. Go I mean, we up. don't even have to go as far yeah. as the generals. But see, all of that—that's the part where I'm like, whoa! He just talked about, like, he just condoned um, sexual assault. You yeah. know, he, that's what he's talking about—is sexual assault. Mm-hmm. But then, what really unnerved me about the tapes the most is when he and Billy Bush got off the bus, and then almost in like a predatory fashion, was like, "Hey, give him a hug." Give you know, and it's just like that to me was. Does does Bushy get a hug too? Yeah, that to me was terrifying. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, just wanted to scream like, "Run, run, you poor lady!" Yeah, and imagine she has no clue. Yeah, what was just being said? Yeah, it, it's like two lions in in the grass stalking a zebra. Exactly, it, it's predatory, is what it felt mm-hmm. like. And especially since she's on camera doing her job, yeah, she has I mean, no choice. She, no, not at all. I mean, she's not gonna like put her hand out and be like, "No, don't touch me." Yeah, I don't want to hug you because you smell like fucking Ben Gay and old man hair and Tic Tac. <laughs> yeah, and I'm getting a whiff of orange Tic Tac, which is the <laughs> worst Tic Tac. I don't know why you would try and molest me with that in your mouth. But. Well, it's it's the co- he's color coding. <laughs> I mean, what more can really even be said about Donald Trump? To be honest, what more can be said is it can be said with your vote starting in Texas Monday. I don't think this will be out by this Monday, but no, we're October, coming out Tuesday. This one's coming out Tuesday. This one is coming out Tuesday. We are putting out uh, four episodes at once. Okay. Um, because we've got four in the can and we are ready to start this. So Just all the nerdy goodness yeah, right at so you all at once. Day one, you have four hours of hopefully entertaining. Uh, content to shift through yeah and then you can always go to our facebook page for more uh, articles pictures videos anything that we find interesting or funny or educational we encourage you contribute to the conversation we want to hear what you think yeah i mean the more feedback you give us the better we can make this exactly ask questions that you want to know answers to um clarify stuff that we don't please please clarify things because like we were talking earlier, there's so much stuff. It's very easy to get something wrong. Wonder Woman by herself has been around for 75 years. Happy birthday. There's obviously mountains and mountains of stuff that we've never even heard of, much less think about discussing. And if you know some of that stuff, share it. Let us know. We are always open to learning new nerd stuff. Uh, of course. Of course. Life is a learning experience. So let's do it together. On that note, uh, you can follow us at Nerds on the Left, both Facebook and Twitter. 
and we'll see you guys around. All right. So, Mara, you want to you want to say a little something last? I would, it out? What I would um, go vote if this is coming out Tuesday, October twenty fifth. Then mm-hmm. voting early voting started yesterday in Texas, and I believe goes through November fourth. So vote for Hillary if you're gonna vote for Trump. I'm not as enthusiastic, but hey, vote. It's what. Exactly. Make your voice heard. And if you don't want to vote for president, vote down the rest of the ballot. There's a lot more on the on the ballot. And people don't realize how much those down ballot races really affect them. The down ballot races will have more of an impact on your day to day lives than will the presidency. Exactly. So, go vote. Like Mike was saying, follow us on Facebook, Twitter. uh, Get involved. Uh, Other than that, I think that's it. So remember to keep it nerdy, no matter what you like or what you do. And uh, we'll see you next time. Happy birthday, Wonder Woman. And my other favorite princess, Carrie Fisher. Words on the left. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.